Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of DadCast. I am JP. That guy is Nick. Nick, what is happening, brother? How are you? Please don't tell me you're sore. I'm not actually right now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Actually, muscle reactors are amazing. Pretty (laughs) impressive. Good, good. Well, good to have you with us as always. uh, Today on DadCast, very special guest. He is uh, a guitarist and vocalist for the amazing kick-ass band, uh, Our Last Night. Welcome to DadCast, Mr. Matt Wentworth. How are you, bud? Thanks for having me, guys. I'm doing good. Good, man. We're stoked you uh, decided to take some time to come on our show, man. Much appreciated. Now, obviously, the very first and most important question when it comes to DadCast, and it is a rite of passage for all guests on here, it is the question, are you a dad? I am a dad. I have a four-year-old son and a -a one-and-a-half-year-old daughter. Wow. So you are right there in the thick of it, man. (laughs) It's chaos at our house, for sure. It's like, it's... You guys get it. It's awesome chaos. Yes. Yeah. I'm actually surprised I haven't seen a Coco Melon cover from you yet. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> or wanna do, yeah, have you guys seen, we did like a thing where we did like a bunch of Disney covers. Yeah. Like all in a row, like mm-hmm. really quick 30 second versions. We do want to do like a nursery rhyme kids song one. You should. Be funny and would be probably pretty difficult, but It'd be funny. Yeah, we would also probably get billions of views. Yeah, I mean, you imagine the the whole new genre of people that you can reach. Uh Oh, I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) So, so that's that's pretty cool. That you got a boy and a girl, three years apart. That that kind of fits me to a T as well. Uh, I have a son who's eleven and a daughter who is eight. So uh, we're 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 right there. Granted, I got a few years up on you with the kids, but um, don't I know? as well as anyone like what you are going through in that beautiful chaos that that it is. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's cool. She, uh, she's so funny. She like kind of is a troll a little bit. Like she messes with him. Like she likes to (laughs) poke fun at him, stick her feet in his face. And he's just over there whining because he's four and like, it's it's funny. It it, it doesn't end. Uh, the eight year old still likes to poke fun at the 11 year old and he'll still whine and cry (laughs) about it. Even though, you know, if he decided to, he could, put a whooping on her like there's no tomorrow but i'm like dude you're bigger i'm not saying i'm not saying like bullier but i'm saying you're bigger right you don't whine to me to get her to get away from you just walk away right he's just a little (laughs) he does i mean i've had that conversation so many times i'm like if she is annoying you you're giving her the satisfaction of a reaction bud you got to just walk away or ignore it or what? Do anything but what you are doing right now, and it'll stop. Exactly. And yeah, then he'll lay down on the couch, and then she'll walk on the couch and kick him in the face. Yes, that's awesome. <laughs> and, and it's funny. My girl hears me have that conversation, and she like actually steps it up another level, and knows he's purposely ignoring her. So she'll, you know, just like. Two hundred percent worse than what she was doing before. Just oh, it, oh yeah. Oh. I mean, that's a girl thing. You're not paying attention to me. Okay, I'll get louder. That ain't that the damn truth. My God. <laughs> <laughs> so Matt, tell me about four and a half years ago, give or take. You are somewhere. You're doing your thing. You're minding your business, and all of a sudden, bam! You are thrown out the information that you, good sir, are going to be a dad. Can you uh, tell us about that day, the emotions, the thought process? What was going on in your head during that? It was cool. It was somewhat of a surprise. 
me, it was my wife. Now we were not married. Um, I was probably about to propose. So we were going on that path anyways. Right. It wasn't something like, Oh, where are my kids? Let's get married. Uh, but it was, it was that. So we were a little bit like surprised, but very excited because we were again, going down, down that path anyways. Um, I'd always said I wanted to be a dad before I was 30, not for any specific reason. I was like, I think I want to have kids, not late, like if it works out. So I was 29 and that was cool. So that worked out. Um, yeah, it was great. Um, obviously you're entering uncharted territory when you go from obviously having no kids to being, being like, Oh yeah. Well, we were in California at the time. Are you got you guys are in California? Or you guys are in We're Oregon? we're in Southern Oregon. You're in Southern Oregon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I'm yeah. from Southern California originally. I mean, I nice. We were living in Orange County at the time. OC? Okay. Really liked it there, but you start like you're like, okay, I'm having a family. Let's check out some house prices. Let's look at a 5-year plan and you're like, "Whoa. This is not going to be easy." Yeah. So, yeah. kind of opened up, Yeah, that opened up our minds to kind of our life just took such a different path once we uh, once we got pregnant. So we're in we're in Nashville now. Oh, cool! Uh, Everyone is going to Nashville, Nick. Everyone's it's, here. So, yeah, I mean, almost everyone. We not everyone. I mean that that that's a ridiculous statement to a say. But but a very large portion of the guests yeah. we have on, whether they're um, you know artists in music or television or movies or whatever the case, a lot are moving not only to Nashville, but Tennessee as well. And yeah. I mean, I got to check it out. Maybe, maybe we should move Nick. I'm saying, I think so. Like Jeremy and AJ from late keep telling me we got, yeah, I know. Uh, Do they live here? Yeah. They moved out like seven years ago when uh, their drummer died. He had a uh, brain cancer and passed away. They moved out to Nashville and started writing country songs for all the top country stars and then released the country album. And now they're back to their, 90s hard rock stuff they were doing so nice. yeah yeah it's a big writing and music creation yeah obviously like la is too but it's obviously very like maybe pop centric do you know what i mean it's yep. kind of really clicky you gotta meet the right people and you kind of have to be the right type of person to fit in and it's just like i think a lot of those people that aren't about that just like eh, go to nashville i guess yeah it, billy lunt i mean we dropped an episode last night didn't he move to nashville yeah, yeah, yeah. There's another one. Really good, good stuff. It's nice. We like it out here. Yeah, we like it out here. And I'm assuming the uh, the property values are a little considerably cheaper than uh, Orange County. Yes, but skyrocketing. Just oh like yeah, yeah, it is. But it's still not. I, I like to compare where we're at right now is to in your case for this for this story here. Southern Oregon, where I live, Medford Grants Pass. Property values are what Orange County was in the 70s. So they're yeah. still expensive, but they haven't hit that peak where it's just ridiculous and you know you can't even afford to live here type thing. But it yeah. is it's it's happening. It it's Southern Oregon is starting to become California and it's yeah, I mean, it's you ridiculous. Can find a house twenty minutes from Nashville for in the four hundreds, which is I mean, better than California. I don't even know if you could find anything in California for that. You could find a, a one bedroom shack that you know doesn't have a foundation. <laughs> Yeah, Needs new concrete, sure. et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so you've got the experience with the boy. Uh, actually, no, let me back up. So nine months later, it's time. Were you uh, yeah. were you there for the birth? Yeah, so yeah. So yeah, when you're touring and you're in yeah. a band, 
you have probably the next year planned ahead. So it's, it's really tough to figure out, oh, when should we get pregnant, right? I mean, ours was unplanned, but even for our daughter, we were like, it, it's almost impossible. It's almost always a bad time yeah. to try to do it, right? So, but this, the, for my son, we were, we ended up being in Russia. Uh, Good thing you aren't there now. Just saying. Yeah, I was going to say hot topic right now. We were in, we've done a bunch of tours in Russia. Our shows were, were so good there. We've gone over there three or four times. Um, but we were there, we were ending a European tour in Russia. And that was supposed to be like a month and a half before the due date. But we, I ended up getting home fine. But then I think it was a couple of days after I got home, we had the last uh, like, um, appointment with my wife's doctor. And she was like, yeah, so based on a couple of things you told me, you guys got to go to the hospital right now and have the baby. So I was like, wow, that was kind of close. For right. Sure. It had to do with, it was very odd. It had to do with, she told her OBGYN that her hands were itchy and something else. So that sometimes means that she said there's a chance when you're not your belly. Obviously, their stomachs get itchy because they're, the skin's stretching. But she said her hands were itchy. So she said that can mean something that ups the chance of a stillbirth by like, I don't know. I, I'm not going to get the stats right. right. But like yeah, a yeah. big percentage per day it goes up. So she's like, you might as well just go and have the baby now. So ended up cutting it pretty close. But I was there and it, it, it was it was cool. Good, good. Now we, we we've had a couple of conversations where in fact it was a couple of days ago where now were were you behind or were you in front? Did you did you witness? Were you scarred? Oh yeah. So it was a C section. So okay. I was definitely okay. not looking. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know if you're allowed to, but even yeah. if I was, I would not be checking that out. But yeah, even no. when you can't see, right? I don't know if you, either of you guys have ever experienced that. Yes. You have. Okay. So you know how you're just, you're basically with your wife's head in her arm. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. Thing blocking it off. But still, even though you can't see, you're it's still hearing and experiencing. It's pretty, it seems almost like violent. Yeah. Like a, it's like, they're like, and you know what's happening. So you're like, I don't know. It's gross either way. But basically you just pay attention to your wife. And you just hold her hand. Those sounds that come out of them, I've never heard them since. And I hope to never hear them again. Uh, And they're twisting her whole body. So the top half of her body is just like bouncing all around. It's like very (laughs) odd. You're like, this is crazy. It's crazy. So they come out. You are now officially a dad for the first time with your boy. Yeah. Was your perspective on life, like for me, immediately just changed that moment? Or was it a buildup leading into having the kid? Yeah, I've heard that people experience what you're saying. I don't know if it was exactly like right away. Definitely, definitely holding your baby for the first time is just like amazing. Um, I think it, I process stuff pretty slowly. So it was probably almost like a lead up to that, kind of changing my perspective. Still, I don't know. I think I have random moments a lot, like in time. Just yeah. you look at your kid and they say something funny and you're just like, this is just wild that you're like a piece of me. Yeah. And it's just, it's odd. I think I have little moments of re- like, uh, I don't know, realizations as time goes on. It kind of changes life's perspective, you know? My lady got mad at me because a couple of times while she was still pregnant, um, 
I, I think I mentioned to a family member or something along the lines that I was not yet a dad and I didn't mean anything by it. And she was under the assumption, okay, I'm pregnant. You are the father. So you are a dad. But I was like, not until we get into a deeper uh, argument there, but for yeah, sure. Yeah. It's like, not until I'm holding this baby in and he's <laughs> in this world that was the day I became a father. And thankfully we're years past that. And that's not even an argument anymore. But at the time yeah. it was, you know, that's when it was just, like I said, a snap and boom. Oh, here we are. It is time. I am a dad. Life is different. It's all about them now, not me. Pretty cool, amazing experience. And I still attribute the fact that if I didn't become a dad at that point in time in my life, I might not be here today. Just the way the you know yeah. way life was going, the things that I was doing, it wasn't horrible, but I was responsible. And there's a lot of partying, so I finally got that out of the way. And you know, they they saved my life, man. It's pretty awesome. I was gonna say, I think it makes you respect responsibility. And I think before you have a kid, responsibility is always this annoying <laughs> in your way, and it's bad because a lot of responsibilities aren't uh, very like rewarding, right? A lot of responsibilities don't give a ton of something back, right? But a, ki- a child does, obviously. So it just kind of puts that into perspective, I think, a bit. Now, for you, was uh, like it was for me, and this is going to sound ridiculous and strange, but COVID and the whole pandemic was kind of a blessing in disguise when it came to me and my family because I got to spend more time with them and they weren't going anywhere. Was that the same for you and the band? Because I mean, obviously shows were just kind of cut off and you guys weren't doing anything. Yeah, it was cool. We've been, we've been like, I feel like as a band fantasizing our whole career about a year with no touring. (laughs) So a little bit, it was like, yeah, I mean, there's no way to even go and do it. So we have the perfect excuse to just give it a try. Right. So yeah, it was great. I mean, we we still we liked it, so we're still not going on tour as of right now. We have no plans really to get back out. There's still all sorts of rules which we don't really I think we're going to wait till those are all gone to just be able to freely do the thing we want to do. But yeah, it was cool. I mean, especially at the beginning, even though it was a little bit hectic like like man, what's happening? Still, it was like, because it was the summer when it really started, like Mm -hmm. lockdown, lockdown. It was like May in Tennessee. So it was honestly, I think if it was winter, it would have been a little more depressing. But we were like going outside, just hanging out, having fun, spending quality time with each other. Right. And my wife, we beginning of COVID. So our daughter was born May 2020. My my son was born May 28th of 2020. May 28th? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, May 6th. Nice. Very cool. Yeah, so we're right in the midst of lockdowns at the hospital. My wife got to be there. My son got taken right to the NICU right after he was born, so I didn't get to see him for – I saw him once a week for three months. So it was for like an hour at a time. Yeah, it was rough. I was like – it was weird. It was was kind of a whole – the whole bonding thing was weird. He didn't feel like he was mine until – it took like six months after he was home before it's like, okay, I've got another kid. This guy's mine. And then, but yeah, it was, it was we can get a while. Yeah. And, well, we had our son who was born early since he was born early. He had trouble, trouble getting enough oxygen. So they kept mm-hmm. him in the NICU for 10 days and it was weird. It's like, you can't, you have your baby and you hold him real quick, but then they're like, Oh, we got to go take him and bring him yeah. off. Somewhere else. So he was, yeah, he was connected to a breathing tube mm-hmm. for, 10 days and finally after five days they're like you can try to hold him he's got to stay hooked up to all the stuff it's kind of like 
it's a it's not what you expected, right? No. No, it was it was like terrible. Like the first like three weeks he was on feeding tubes, breathing stuff, and it was oh, like in an incubator type thing. And it's like, oh, this is so weird. Like you and can't you try to tell yourself. I mean, it is common, right? But yeah. it, it's still so stressful because you're like, yeah. it looks when your baby's hooked up to all this, it just looks so Yeah. Like, yeah. And then my wife, you know, she was we ended up somehow she got the hospital to let her stay there the entire time and I got to let me come in once a week and for like an hour at a time. So once a week, like, yeah. yeah, I'm like, come on. Like that's I'm his dad. Like if we're going to, we're going to get, I'm so safe. Like I, there's no way I'm going to bring COVID in here. Like I'm, it was, yeah, it was crazy. Then here we are yeah. 20 months later, two years later and yeah. uh, almost, and uh, everything's fine. Everything's beautiful. Yeah, no, and now he watches Coco Melon and calling you a dick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, Dick, I need a bagel. <laughs> That's what he said this morning. So, hey, Dick, I need a bagel. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> Where are you learning this shit? <laughs> from Cocomelon, maybe. Yeah, totally. From, it's it's mind controlling. I mean, there's subliminal messages in there to call your dad a dick. Well, I, I, I was talking to someone. I haven't seen this. I have zero evidence to back this up. Someone was saying. Uh, they saw a psychologist break down Coco Melon and the way the camera moves. And the yeah, yeah. Color moves. I, again, haven't even seen this video, but they were telling us that people have been questioning whether some, some obviously just some of these shows. Like, you do watch Coco Melon now. I, I, so many people are like, yeah, it's like brainwashes you. Because yeah. the way the camera moves is all weird. And mm-hmm. I think the way the characters are like looking at this, it's just kind of odd. It's it doesn't look like something you've ever seen. You know what I mean? No. And the, the really fucked up thing is like, we'll watch it. My baby will fall asleep and I'll keep watching it. Yeah. I'm so into it. I'm like, what happens next? Where does Cody go? What happens to JJ? Locked in. It's yeah. Weird. And Miss she's fucking hot. Like, they good on the teacher. <laughs> You're going down that path, Nick. You're going down that path. <laughs> I think if you say one more F-bomb, I have to say this is an explicit episode. So, so okay. watch yourself. I'll, I'll cut it off. No more. <laughs> I'm just glad I never got into the Coco Melon. My kids were old enough. I got, I was stoked. My kid loves Sesame Street. So Grover, he's all about the Grover and the Cookie Monster. And my little girl, for whatever reason, anything Disney movie. So I think there was a good year there where all she wanted to do was watch Up. And I was fine with that. It's a great movie. Dog. Hello. I am dog. And that guy's the crest. Even obsessed with Encanto. Yeah, you know, she's super obsessed with that, too, right now. I like it. It's a great one. We just covered one of the songs from that. (laughs) It was amazing, too. What's that? It was a it was a great cover, too. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, that was cool. Put that in the movie. (laughs) I know, right? Yeah. So, yeah, we try to um, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but especially with the little kids, we we were doing a lot of screen time with our son, like off the bat, probably when he was like one and a half, two. We just weren't thinking anything of it. We're like, yeah, it's easy. We make breakfast in the morning, pop right. the TV on, he watches it. And he got to like, did that for a bit. He, he was two and a half and we just like noticed he, every time you turn the TV off, it's like the kid has like something snaps. A meltdown. You know what I mean? He, how sad he was. I'm like, dude, you should not be that bummed out about, about having something being taken away from you. It was like an addiction. Yeah. Like yeah. just watching it. You were like, that's gotta be bad. So we pretended like the TV was broken for like two months. 
And it was crazy. His like imagination started kicking in. He started going upstairs and like really playing with his toys by himself. And like, we'd go up there and he'd be like talking, you know what I mean? Making up conversations and stuff. I'm like, man, so glad we did that. So now we're not like crazy about the no TV, but like we try to like during the week, we try to almost just never turn it on. And then on the weekends, we'll watch like a, a Disney plus movie or something like that. But it's pretty crazy seeing the difference of probably at that age, two and a half, three, like what, what the shows, because they're so easy and accessible too, right? Netflix, just a million awesome. They're good too. A million awesome kids shows. Right. And they're cool. But like, we noticed it was definitely just bad for our son. And he was like way different after we cut that out a bit. Yeah. Yeah, We started doing the, going to the park and stuff for like two hours a day instead of cutting back on the TV. So we do the park and then we bought him a slide for his room. So now he's like all about sliding. Yeah. yeah, And learning bad words and (laughs) (laughs) all all the good things to almost two year old should be learning. Yeah. It is funny when you, it's hard not to laugh when your kid rips out like a bad word, just tries. Yeah. We'll be at, we'll be at dinner and like for no reason at all, he'll start just talking, having a a conversation and all of a sudden drops an F-bomb. I'm like, Liam, what do you, <laughs> and, and it, like, he used it in the right context one time. And I'm like, really? That's awesome. So you want to high five him, but you also kind of want to discipline him. But you're like, yeah, I don't know <laughs> the best thing to do with that. I think the few times I've heard it, I'm just like, hey, you said that word. That is a word. I'm not going to pretend like it doesn't exist, but like, you can't say that. Yeah. Like, it's just awful. Pump the brakes. Don't be the time and a place. So I'm like, if you put it here and say that, what's that? There's a time and a place when you're much older, kid. Yeah. <laughs> it is funny, though. You catch yourself laughing. Yeah, didn't laugh My kid won't even. I mean, we've caught him with his playing his friends uh, on, you know, online with Xbox and whatnot. And he doesn't think dad's out by the door. And I, I, I've heard a couple. I heard a, I've heard a couple of couple of times. And but generally. I'll give him the opportunity like I'll say, okay, you know, someone, so and so at school said said a bad word. I'm like, what did he say? Oh, I, I'm not going to say it. No, no, you you have permission. I want to know what word was said on the playground. No, yeah. no, I won't do it. He's he's afraid of dad's wrath, and I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. It's like I don't want you to be scared of me. I'm giving you yeah, opportunity. Like, like if he can't say it to you, then should he say it to anyone? Right. Right. Yeah. There that's you a, that's go. Good, that's cool. Gay God D Nick. Yo. So I am a. I'm going to shift away a little bit. This is the off the rails part. Here we go. We're we're going to shift away from the dad and the kids talk just for a moment. And I'm going to implement, we do a segment called fast five and normally we do it at the end of the podcast, but I want to throw it in now just to get Nick off his game. He's going to ask you five random questions. They're not, they're not, they're not crazy, you know, important questions, but they're, 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 they're fun. They're easy. I might add a couple after we're done and here we go. Cool. What is the your favorite venue you guys play? Favorite venue could be the it's hard to choose, but could be probably the Palladium in Worcester, Massachusetts. Okay. That's like the venue we grew up going to, like see shows when we were teenagers and stuff. So it was oh, pretty sweet. cool. And then you got okay. to step foot on it yourself. Yeah, the last couple of tours we've, or maybe just we headlined there once more recently, and it was just. Weird moments. Awesome. It was like one of the first shows we ever played with like it was like a battle of the bands there. So it was like weird to go there and like just headline. Right. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Nice. Um, your favorite restaurant in your hometown. 
Favorite restaurant in our hometown? Mm. We have this Italian place that we go to in Franklin. That's where we live, Franklin, Tennessee. Uh, called Culachinos. Okay. And it's like this legit little small like bar restaurant thing. Free plug, Culachinos. We're out checking out different places. We know where to go now. Yeah. There's tons of good restaurants here, I will say that. That's what we keep hearing. Like it's insane. All right. Your favorite meal to cook for your kids. My wife would laugh at that question. (laughs) (laughs) When your wife is not around. Yeah, exactly. And you are forced to feed them. I can pull off breakfast. Okay. So some like putting together some breakfast sandwiches. My daughter, one and a half year old daughter, for some reason loves fried egg. Like, yeah. Not like, like really runny. I'm like, why do you like that? (laughs) So usually breakfast is my thing. All right. Cool. Um, Your best parenting accomplishment. And you're just getting right into it too. So you haven't. (laughs) I don't have that much to choose from. Um, Best parenting accomplishment. So funny. It's like parenting. I don't know if you guys agree with this, but it's such like a all encompassing thing. Do you know what I mean? I'm trying to think of like a moment. I think when you see, this is more of a general thing. When you see your kids like have like a sweet moment with each other, you know what I mean? Like they don't, they're not always going to get along, but like when you see them just like, cause we're at the age where like they just started playing together by themselves. Do you know what I mean? Like nicely. Cause like, I don't know, my four-year-old looking at a baby, he's like, this is a boring baby. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. but now they're like at an age where they can play together. So it's really awesome. I think it feels like you're doing something right. I they play nicely together. I want to, I want to tell you something. Uh, you being a guitar player, I'm assuming, you know, who Phil X is. Phil X. I'm so bad. Okay. At he, he's, he's. He, he's the he plays with Bon Jovi now and oh, okay. Powder and just he's like one of the one of the freaking greatest. Yeah. He yeah. we interviewed him yesterday. Oh sweet! He said the exact same thing you just did for that question. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. get that a lot, or is that just that's weird the, no? Thing? That's the second, that's the second time. time, but yeah. it's two days in a row now. So I was like, that's yeah. that's a great answer, man. I, I was yeah. pretty impressed with his answer. Then you just came out the same exact that's thing, so awesome. unscripted, unrehearsed, un yeah. it, just good stuff. Yeah. All right, last question: If you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> um. Hmm. Turn off the news. Yeah. Turn it off. Delete Apple News from your phone. That's what it would say. And and and, and I unfortunately, I don't ever ever watch news, whether it's CNN or Fox or NBC yeah, or sure. even some oh, random I'm YouTube. I'm just saying, turn it off. Yeah. But this last six days, it's all it's been on my TV because yeah. it's just I need to know what the hell's going on over in Europe and. And it's crazy to think that what we are being fed probably is mostly true. You know, you'd be naive to say otherwise, but the fact that they're reporting and I'm totally switching gears here. Sorry, Nick. Um, The fact that they're reporting that in Russia right now, 
most, we're talking 85, 90% of the citizens have no clue that what is happening is bad and wrong. They are being fed a false narrative from their leadership over there because they control the media 100%. And they think what they're doing is perfectly fine and normal. They, they actually pulled three main media companies in Russia and told them they're not allowed to put anything on the news until this is over. Right. It's just unbelievable. Ridiculous. So, so you ain't kidding. Red Dawn though, on a daily basis, like (laughs) (laughs) some serious. I am, I am in, I'm all in. Okay. I want to add a, I want to add, I want to add a couple questions to, uh, to that. Uh, Matt Wentworth, you can play a show with any artist or band living or dead that you have not previously played with, who would it be and where? Mm. I don't know. We get this, we get this question a lot. Really? Okay. I always let other people answer it. Cause I'm like, it's, I'm so funny. I don't have a lot of like favorite bands. It's very weird. Don't you have someone that's influenced you growing up? Yeah. So I'd say a lot of our influences, our band were just stuff I listened to. And I guess when I was in high school, so a lot of just like under oath, taking back Sunday, a lot of those bands, um, just, uh, but it's, it's tough. It's so funny. We just, we've been doing it for so long. Um, tough. I don't know. I might, I might not have a good answer for that, to be honest. Fair where, enough. Where, I'm just trying to think where. You could go a, generic. You could say like the Beatles, and then we can move on. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and that's just impossible. So cool. Uh, but cool. I said living or dead. You could play oh, a show with dead. any band, oh. living or dead. Okay. Would have been awesome, especially being like, for it to make sense to be a rock band, would have been awesome to play with Linkin Park. Yes. That would have been awesome. I'm still, you know, that's still somewhat feasible, although obviously yeah. different and shifted, know, et cetera. But I, just, yeah. I don't think they could pull that off with a new singer, though. Chester had just yeah. so super much. Unique. Yeah, super unique. You can't really yeah. replace that. Huh? Right, this is a fun uh, question I like to ask. And, and for you, um, I hope it's going gonna, it's gonna to hit home because it's literally you. You'll understand here in a moment. If you could offer one bit of advice to any new father, Either they just had a kid or they're about to have a child. What what advice would you offer? Mm. Yep. This is recent memory for you, man. This should be walking the park. <laughs> There's so much. Um this is okay. I would say this is gonna be an interesting one prioritize your this is assuming you're married your marriage because i think the way you father trickles down from how you treat your wife or partner and i think that that's where i find yeah if you can't i think if it's hard to be a good dad if you can't be a good husband absolutely single dads completely ignore the last <laughs> minute and a half yeah that obviously if that's if that's available to you right of course single moms and single dads couldn't have more for them more 
I can't even, man, couldn't, couldn't imagine it. Right. Like I, I spent a weekend just by myself. I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah, Matt. Right. I, gosh, Sawyer, my son was meh, a few months old. Um, and mom decided, uh, that she was going to take a trip with her friends to Vegas. It was pre-planned and it's totally okay. You know, I'm down. Um, and of course she breastfed. So that weekend was a storage facility in the freezer of breast milk and we ran out and she was gone for four days. And at like day three, I'm like, what do I do? I don't know that he, I can't give him formula. He doesn't like it. And I panicked and it was, and that was just one kid. Granted, it was did. very fresh a few months into me being a brand new dad, but yeah, yeah. whoa, I was so glad when she got back. <laughs> I was so happy. <laughs> Wait, what did you do from day three to day four? Oh, <laughs> uh, Reese's peanut butter cups. It was all good. It was, <laughs> okay. I was, was making sure I, I would have gone and got the whole milk and just lied to him and said, Hey, this is from your mom. He, 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 doesn't understand that it's a taste thing a preference thing well what i actually did was uh, the neighbor the neighbor lady was breastfeeding too so i just kind of threw them on her for a day actually that's jen not true not true that never (laughs) happened (laughs) yeah yeah i think not being a single dad is quite the privilege but and you don't realize how much you rely on the other per your your wife or two wives your husband until they're just not there right yeah even bed Sometimes my wife goes out to dinner and you got to do bedtime by yourself and you got to, you got to gear up for it. Oh yeah. yeah. I, you know how I, it, here's a pro tip for you, man. Uh, and when they get a bit older, cause it gets even more difficult cause they, yeah. they start, you know, becoming independent and having their own personalities and wants and needs. It's crazy. Uh, don't have a bedtime. Oh, just, don't do a bedtime. Just no bedtime. Just, you know, you just, yeah. just, 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 they go to bed when they want. And I, and, and you may think I'm kidding. I'm not, I'm not. It turns out that when there's not a rule set in place. Yeah. All of a sudden they're like, I'm just going to go in bed, you know, no big deal. And it turns out they end up going to bed most of the time earlier than what a bedtime would have been if I had made it. So, mm. I mean, so it, what, it's, it's some. Would you say you started that. What was that? What age would you say you started? Oh, gosh. When they started the age of independence and, and so about six and a half, seven years old. Yeah. Yeah. Because my brother has a eight year old and he's uh, he said recently that he just kind of goes to bed on his own. Right. And, and that's and, crazy because like I right, we don't have like a time. It's not like, oh, seven fifteen hit. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not really like that. Like it's pretty vague. Depends on what's going on. But it's definitely if we don't all say. All right, time to go upstairs and go to bed. I mean, never going to happen, especially with a four-year-old. It's sometimes it's hard to <laughs> right. happen when you do do that. But yeah, I'm finding it's with our 18-month-old. It's easier to kind of let him dictate. About eight thirty, nine o'clock. That's he's he's ready, and he lets you know, "Hey, I'm ready to go to bed." He'll actually walk over to the room and say, "Bed." Oh, really? Wow. Nice. Yeah. So that's then that was kind of a learning experience. We were like really going eight o'clock every night, and just trying to be. It's right on the dot and yeah, a few hours of screaming. And I'm like, Oh, this is just not working. So you tell me he, he doesn't want he got tired, more tired. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't walk up to you and be like, Hey Dick, it's time for bed. Sure. <laughs> yeah. 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 But now he's, he's learning twinkle, twinkle, little star. So he sings that like at about eight 30, he'll start singing twinkle, twinkle diamond in the sky bed. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so funny. Yeah, our son did the same thing. Like, love singing "Twinkle Twinkle Little Star," but just yeah. would hit random random words. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, you'll throw a doggy in there every now and then. I'm like, you've been hanging out with Jesse Lawson because like he calls everybody doggy. So, oh, really? yeah, so uh, he was Jesse was up and he kept calling me doggy and and Liam goes uh, doggy. Picked up. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, 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 that's cool. He probably but, thinks it's funny calling a person a doggy. Huh? He probably thinks it's funny calling a person a doggy. No, no, he's like straight up serious. Like he'll go up to people in the store and be like, "What's up, doggy?" I'm like. You need to go live with Jesse. <laughs> go live with Jesse. We can, we can arrange it, Jesse. Just like a week, yeah. maybe two. We'll swap out. Exactly. Um, that's a good point, though. That's also that's a pretty good tip for directed toward like trying to like develop your kids, right? So I think a lot of people try to jump the gun with like developmental things. I think I think there's a lot of like right. There's an app with how develop in this area. And like we get, and obviously we're competitive and we want our kids to be like on track or the best. So like we try to like train them how to walk when they're like nine months, like it would be sick if they could just do it, but it just doesn't matter. They're going to learn how to walk. It's just, you're just making it harder for yourself. Like we tried potty training our son way too early, Mm -hmm. but there were other kids that were potty trained and it was his, the daycare he goes to just said, Hey, at what was it at three? We expect all the kids to be potty trained. It's really like, okay. So he was like getting there. So we started at the end of two, which honestly for him, just, just for him was terrible. Cause you're still like, you can't communicate. There's no, there's not any reasoning. Not, it's hard to explain to them how to do something. So it was so difficult. It was like torture. And I was like, we're putting the diapers back on. We're just going to, it's too early. It's not happening. And then honestly, like a few months later, he just started killing it. Just yep. so much easier. What I expected it to be like, it was. But they just get it. They just figure it out. Yeah. Like our kid, like for a long time, he only wanted to eat crackers. And then all of a sudden, now it's like, oh, I want to try eggs. I want to try carrots. I want to try a hot dog. I want to try a hamburger. So now yeah. he's like, and now he kind of tells us what he wants, which is really cool. So he, like, he, he's all into chicken nuggets now. So he calls them bok bok because that's what the chickens do. <laughs> <laughs> so we go to McDonald's. He's like, I want. All right. You shouldn't cool. be feeding your kid chicken nuggets at 18 months. I'm just, if you ever is a pro tip for you, Nick, I, I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to go there. But, you know, who am I to tell you how to parent your kids? But, damn it, you're throwing chicken nuggets in at an 18-month-year-old? New. Bad news bears. At least get it grilled, which they don't offer. We do that. No, we actually go to Dairy Queen, and we get the grilled chicken. Okay. Uh, chicken. <laughs> here's, yeah. a, here's another uh, fascinating question. At what point, and, and, and I'm sure you, your daughter is 18 months, Matt, you said? Year and a half? Uh, approaching two. I okay. Mean, she's probably... I lost track of the months at this point. At what point do you start saying to strangers or people who ask how old your kid is and you say two versus 24 months? Because I heard in the store the other day, ladies like, yeah, my kid's 37 months. And I said, no, she's friggin' three. What are you doing? I mean, that's way too much math in your head. You don't care how exact your kid's age is. My kid's 148 months. It's like, yeah, I know. My, my wife does that. I'm like, babe, are we going to keep telling people when he's like five, he's 60 months old? Right. And she's like, yeah, so we dropped it. We probably dropped doing that once they turn one, because then you can yeah. say one. Well, yeah, and then like one and a half. So right. I told you one and a half, but it's yeah. probably like 
probably 19 months, 20, or no, it's probably 22 months. I don't know. I'm just good with keeping track. I get a lot of <laughs> I think we quit at about 18 months. At least I did. I, I, I consciously said, I'm not going to be that guy. Did we lose yeah, you? There he is. So okay. <laughs> the internet connection. Sometimes it pauses on us and we're like, and, Ma- yeah, and Matt's like, so what's, uh, what's next for uh, our last night? I mean, you guys, you um, mentioned earlier, you're not doing any planning on any tours anytime soon. Right, have you guys done any uh, virtual stuff? We, we didn't. So like with how we, I don't know, our business model is kind of just record as much music in the studio as possible and release as many songs as we can. Mm-hmm. And that's how, I think that's what our fans like. And I think that's how we make the best living doing that. I dig it. Um, you guys are all over my gym playlist. Like when Jesse called us and he's like, Hey man, I got Matt from our last night. I'm like, no shit, dude. I have a whole playlist. That I was just going through. Like it's one of my yeah, favorite like, bands. Like the, so I was, I was totally fanboying. I'm like, Holy crap. That's awesome. Yeah. It's probably pretty good for working out. You can get all the, yeah the pop songs but a little bit heavy um yeah so we're just still just recording a bunch of music we kind of do we did that last year 2020 didn't even do even though we were home we didn't do a ton of recording uh didn't do a ton of releasing either because it was like the news cycles were so crazy and just like intense that like it felt just awful It's like kind of weird. So one, uh, we just, we released a ton. We released a lot of stuff. 20, 20 singles last year. Oh, are you losing me? No, no, we're good. Bit. You're back. You're back. Okay, cool. Yeah. So we're just kind of in the mode of, we're going to try to do like 35 songs this year. That's awesome. Probably half covers, half originals. Were you influenced at all? Now, not necessarily you in particular, but the band in general uh, by me first yeah. and the gimme gimme's. Not really. I mean, I'm familiar with them. Okay. Well, because that's, I mean, I love that sound. You know, the the the, the 80s, 90s, punk, pop punk, you know, your no effects, Pennywise, that sound yeah. of bad religion. And then Me First came out, and all they do is covers. They did. I mean, that, that was all it. All they do is covers, right? Me yeah. First, the Gimme Gimme's was like okay. members of No Effects, members of that band and this band coming together to make Me First and just do yeah, right. covers of like songs that you would never, ever expect to hear that sound. And right. I I was immediately drawn to it back in the day, man. And then you guys yeah. are, it's like you're the next level of that, in my opinion. Um, you're not, you know, you're not punk sounding, but it's just so, it, it's just so good. And I just, I, I dig it. That's all. That's what I'm getting at is I dig it. I dig covers. I love songs that don't, aren't supposed to sound like that sounding like that. Yeah. And it's amazing. You got to check out here. Rodrigo's driver's license that they did. Oh my God. That one was cool. Yeah. Dude, that's, it's insane. Yeah. So it's fun to hear songs that you're used to hearing one way, just hearing completely different way. Mm-hmm. So, and I think sometimes people look at us and, I mean, not everyone, but sometimes our fans or whoever, it looks like we just thought we have this original idea of doing covers and it's this kind of thing. We hear this sometimes that no other bands can do because like, oh man, our last night does that. And we're just like, we did not invent anything. No. 
nothing new. I mean, people have loved covers for forever. We were just like, let's just do them more consistently and let's do videos to them. And I think we do social media kind of the way social media companies want you to do it, which is sometimes a lot of bands don't want to do that, which is fine. But we just kind of like just put ourselves out there and just do it. We do a lot. We do do a lot of them. Mm-hmm. What would you define? Like, a cover band. I'm like, well, yeah, we either do a lot of them or we do less. I mean, we're just here in the studio chilling. So what, what would make- you define? You just touched on it. Uh, the proper way to do social media. Well, I don't think there's a right or wrong way, but there are, you guys probably know this. There's, there's ways that Instagram wants you to do it. There's ways TikTok wants you to do it. Right. And you kind of like, right. You always hear TikTok wants you to make the video inside their editor and stuff like that, which can mean just, we usually put our cover inside. We just put our professionally filmed cover into it, but then you can add stuff in the app, right. Add the lyrics in the app add an emoji on there. It makes it look corny and not artistic. Mm-hmm. It makes it look like a social media post, but that's what they want you to do. And they're more likely to send it out to more people. So sometimes we're a little bit more uh, shameless about that stuff than some other bands that just worry about the art too. We, we're not trying to just make stuff just to make it, but like as far as social media goes, we try to just do it the way uh, that helps us the most. And that's usually the way they want you to do it. Instagram, when they release reels, if you paid attention, you'd notice reels for people were getting so many views. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That wasn't like a coincidence, right? It was, it was just that Instagram is pushing this new thing and they want you to do it. If you do it, they'll send it out to everyone. Mm-hmm. So we jumped on that early last year. We had a bunch of reels for our covers just, and like, it's tough because the reels that do really good are the ones that look like you just filmed with your iPhone. So we would just get in, we do the professional cover video, put that on YouTube. Then we go into the studio, set up an iPhone with like kind of crappy lighting and just sing it like we're in the studio over the top of it. And then that video would get like 3 million views on Instagram. You paying so attention, Nick? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's yeah. a method to the madness when I ask that question. But, it's- but we get it. Every time we kind of do that stuff, we're like, ugh. This is not what we're passionate about, but it works and it gets your song out there. So, I mean, right. You know, it's, it's, I'm right there. Nick is, Nick is the social media king when it comes to dad cast and doing all the posting and sharing and hashtagging and all that stuff. I, I, uh, do this and I edit our videos down and and put them out there, et cetera, et cetera. But he's the social media guy. And I, I keep saying, I got to do more of it. I got to do, I got, I know, Nick, I know, I know, I know. (laughs) I'm personally but, not that good at it, but like we have, we hire someone who helps us with the social media and then our Trevor, my brother who sings for us also does a lot of it as well. So we, and we're not on the cutting edge of it. We usually find out about the stuff pretty late. Yeah. We just don't like, we don't like protest it. Right. We're like, ah, that's dumb. The new, thing's dumb. the new thing's dumb. We just like, Oh, okay. It looks like reels are working. Let's just like do that. There you have it. The keys to success from Matt Wentworth of our last Maybe. night. No problems. <laughs> uh, <laughs> any, uh, so uh, you, you mentioned earlier, your brother, he's got a kid making you an uncle before you were a dad. Yeah. Right. Anyone else yep. in the band dads or is it just you two? Yep. Our drummer, Tim has a daughter and she is a little bit, yeah, four months younger than my daughter. 
So we, we had babies around. Do you guys get all the families together for like barbecues and jam out in the backyard and let the kids go crazy and run around? Cause that sounds like a real good time to me. It does not as much as you'd think. It's so funny. We see each other at the studio every day of the week. So I think the weekend hits, we just do a lot of times we do our own thing. Even me yeah. and my brother, we get together, but we see each other every day. You know what I mean? We work together. So not that we never do that, but barbecue sounds good, man. It's Doesn't it? It he mentioned like those damn chicken cold. nuggets earlier at burgers and I'm friggin' oh, I'm back on the fast mint, Nick. So I'm, I'm, I'm freaking out right about now. I'm hungry. Are you? What, what are you eating right now? Nothing. Literally nothing. Literally nothing. So, yeah, I'm fasting again. So, like, Sunday, I'll eat a meal. Here's the week for me, if if done properly. Uh, I'll have a meal on Sunday night, and then I don't eat anything solid Monday for 48 hours. So, 6 p.m. Tuesday, um, I'll eat, like, a steak, some asparagus, some high-protein, low-fat meal as much as I want. And then I take another 48 hours or 72 I'll judge how I'm feeling by then. So I'll either eat again Thursday night or Friday night. If I go the 72, I'll eat the same high protein, good stuff, maybe a you know a little bit of dessert, not too much, but and then another single meal on Saturday, single meal on Sunday, and rinse repeat every week. And if done right, um, well, I did do it for a few months, and I dropped about 45 pounds in like wow, nice, uh, month and a half, two months. And uh, now I need to lose another 44. Well, I just got back from Florida and I literally ate 47 fish tacos while I was there. Um, not even kidding. We were there for a week. And it's where'd you go in Florida? Uh, Hollywood Beach and the Keys. So oh, cool. it's, nice. it's one of my favorite places to go. Me and the lady go every yeah, single year. Just telling us about the Keys. Did not you like it? Oh, yeah. I mean, awesome. I, I would recommend if you ever visit, don't go in the summertime or October through November because, you know, hurricanes. Oh, yeah, et cetera, right. et cetera. And in the summertime, if you're not a fan of humidity, whew, I haven't been there yet during that time, but I can imagine it gets pretty humid in February. It's like, you know, high of 80 degrees in February and a low of 70. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's, it's super nice. The food I'm telling you. So but anyway, long story short, I uh, <clears throat> gained back a little bit of the weight. Uh, yeah, but I was on yeah. vacation is fine. So we're kicking that back into gear and hopefully be back down to fight and wait in a couple months, et cetera, nice. et cetera. Actually, I got three weeks. I'm taking the kids to a, okay, they're at school. They're not here. Spring break is in two and a half weeks and we're going to Disneyland four nice. days. All three of them. We're driving down. It's going to be amazing. It's going to cost I mean, a lot of money and it's a lot of walking. It's expensive. Yeah. God, it was four grand. Yep. That's how much it costs kids. I know my son's going to watch this episode back and yeah, that's how much it costs just to get us there boy not even lightsabers and food during but uh yeah four grand for five of us for four days including hotel and tickets and all that stuff so it ain't yeah, cheap be fun, huh? it sounds like your kids are a good age to enjoy that yeah because yeah my brother was just saying he did disney not too long ago and it's too if, if the kids are too young it's just almost like that's for the parents it's for more for the parents yeah, but you can't even really have fun because you just got little kids and can mm-hmm. go on your rides and it's all good. And, and you want them. Yeah, it's so funny. We and we when my son Maverick was two, we went to Disney World for like two days. And I we were like hyping ourselves up. Oh, he's gonna love the he's gonna see Lightning McQueen. He's gonna go <laughs> nuts. He's gonna do this, he's gonna do that, he's gonna see Mickey, it's gonna be sick. And then he gets there and he's like I mean, but understandably scared. He's yeah. like 
what are these things? Why is this gigantic? And you're like trying to get him to like, it's, a, it's so funny. You ramp up expectations. Oh, this is going to be awesome. And you're like, he's going to like it. <laughs> right. You know, but now they're 11. So, so my, my oldest, she's my bonus daughter, my stepdaughter. She's 17, uh, almost 18. Dear God. Oh, and, and just be forewarned. Nick will tell you as well. Uh, enjoy these young girl moments and, yes. and, 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 and take them in and cherish them and hold them because about 14, 15 hits, and it's not for everyone, but then it all of a sudden they hate dad and they know everything. And then they start, you know, blossoming and boys start paying attention and it's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah, yeah. It's scary. <laughs> you don't want to like buy another house so you can just like run away. Nick, Nick's freezing now. What's going on? Lost him. That never happens. Really? But that's all right. There he is. You're back. Okay. You're going to want to buy another house just for you and leave the kids and everyone else at home. Build a shed in the back. Exactly. Yes. yes. In this case, I would recommend a bomb shelter, you know, yeah. World War Three and all. I'm, I'm going on. We're, we're both dealing with a 17-year-old and the I know everything. And I tried the, hey, no curfew, do what you want. That didn't work out so good for me. So now we're back to you be home by 10. You need to let me know where you're going, when you're going, who you're with, what road you're on. Does she have an iPhone? So I, I do. I've got the tracker phone, but she turns it off. So like she'll go. Yeah. I'm like, oh, so she got grounded the other day for that. So trying I, started to find reading, I started reading this book called, it was suggested to me by a friend. I think it's called Strong Daughters, Strong Fathers. Could mm-hmm. be reversed also. Uh, it was, I started it. It was really good, but I was like, honestly, i I just had a baby girl. I can't, I can't apply a lot of this yet. Like a lot of it was for teenage girls Um, and for like preteen teenage, but it was written by a woman psychologist. She was saying, yeah. Hey, we actually, we're going to have that lady on the podcast next week. That's That's her. That's her. Yeah. Yeah. She's coming on the podcast next week. I thought her last name was different. No, that's her. Meg we're Meeker, sick. MD. Yeah. Yeah. That's who we're having on the podcast. 10 secrets. Every father should know. Oh man. I'm just, I'm going to introduce her and be like, that's okay, go give me the secrets right that. now. <laughs> how do we, how well, do we get her? But tell her I started a book. I'm going to finish it at some point, but we will. Her point. was So, but her point in one of the beginning sections was teenage girls want their dad to be strict. They don't like it. Do you know what I mean? In the moment, they don't like it, but it makes them feel like you care about where they are, what they're out doing. It, it makes them feel like you're protective, which is like annoying to them, but they they actually want that. Like she was saying, later in life, the girls that got that, but then there you can take it too far, just like everything, obviously, right? You can be too strict, but yeah. if you just show that you care where they're at and you make them say, hey, I need to know where you are. I need you to be home at this time. I need to meet the person that you're going out with. I'm not going to let you go with someone I don't know. Like deep down, they want you to do that. So I, that's probably the approach I'll take. I'm well, not I, I really wish you could show even some facet of appreciation for that because I don't I, I don't get it. <laughs> I know it's coming when she gets older, but it certainly doesn't feel like she likes or wants that yeah. at all. You know, I think when your daughter starts bringing boys over when she's a teenager, so like I have a gym in my garage, so I'll get on the 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 rock tank top and 
you know, work out for like 20 minutes before the boy comes over. I'm like, whatever you do to my daughter, bro, I'm going to do to you. Yeah. <laughs> that usually ends real quick and he's gone and she's at home crying. So I'm like, all right, I won. Pump the brakes, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> well, if she's coming on the show, I'm sure she can elaborate a little bit clearer, but yeah. I just thought that, that was something I would have never thought of. Like having too lenient of rules cre- could give them the idea that you don't care about them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting and, and, idea. And in my particular case, you know, I am stepdad. Her dad is in her life and he's a great guy. Um, mm-hmm. So she splits time between the two houses. And I know our uh, our fatherly roles are considerably different. Um, yeah. And I wish I was a fly on the wall so I could see how he does it versus how I do it. Cause she comes back here and it's, you know, it's a completely different. And I, I know I'm stricter. I know I have more rules, um, but they're again, they're not out of line and they're not horrible, but in, you know, the teenage mind it, it is. So because of that, that is the big pickle, the big fight that we're always struggling with, um, with each other. And I don't have to do that at my dad's house. It's like, well, you're not at dad's house. You know, you're, yeah. you're at this house. And remember I've, since you've been two and a half years old, I've kind of been your dad too. So respect that. But she, she picks and chooses when she wants to, uh, throw that card out there, uh, to mm-hmm. suit her needs. Cause she knows it just gets right under the skin. Uh, okay. but yeah, it's that's that that's some of the things we got to deal with, but it's neither that's here tough. nor there. That must be it's tough to try to figure out how you want a parent. That must be tough trying to like figure out, okay, I want a parent this way, but then they have another parent doing it that way. Right. Neither of you should really step on each other's toes, but like, right. Also, exactly. It's difficult. Try to be like on. That's a long one. Oh, hold on. He's coming back. I know he is. Come on. For the, for the record, your frozen shot is fantastic, Matt. You're a good-looking guy. <laughs> Uh-oh. I'm a little bummed out, man. Oh, no, 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 no. We're, we're not. We're, we're, we're going to end this thing as soon as he comes back. Come on, Matt. I don't know if you can hear us, but we lost your video. You are uh, majestic paused. Oh, we lost him. Let's see if he comes back. I bet he will. Well, this is a good time to let everyone know. Please like up and subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't done so already. If you are watching this episode and you've gotten this far, what's clicking that little subscribe button going to hurt? Also hit the bells, comment, do all that good stuff. Uh, We appreciate your support. You have no idea how much we appreciate it. It's so awesome that you are digging the show and you like it. And we just, we love you, man. We love you. Merch show or merch shop opening up soon. Check it out. Dadcast.co. All things related to our, uh, our, uh, our show is right there. I don't know if he's going to come back, man. What do you think? Maybe not, but I'm going to show you a picture of Frank Grillo. So you can see what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Okay. 
Well, so his internet just went out, so he is not coming back. Okay. Well, Matt Wentworth of the band R last night. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to uh, come hang out with us and talk dad stuff here on Dadcast. We appreciate you. Uh, to everyone else listening or watching this worldwide. Oh wait, there he is. Oh, He's, He's back. back. I was just thanking you off. Off. I was thanking you off I was screen. Just sending you a text. That was weird. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, well, my all my whole internet went out there. That was awesome. Yeah, mine keeps showing faulty internet signals too, so I don't know what's going it, on. It's, it's, it's like two routers here, so I was connected to kind of the one that was far away by accident. I was going to say it's probably Russia. Exactly, it's friggin' Russia. Could be they're cyber attacking us right now. They but did threaten a cyber attack, which is going to be blame Russia than anything else that could happen to us. <laughs> all right, well, hey man, I, I'm going to end it right there, Matt. I, I was sure. just thanking you, but I thank you now in person, Matt Wentworth from our last night. Night. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to hang out with us and talk dad life and all yeah, the good stuff and everything in between. Congrats on all the sec- success with the podcast. We appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Um, I'm going to plant a seed with you and then I'm going to yeah. let you go uh, every single year. And by every single year, this will be new year. Number two, we do a uh, father's day special. doesn't happen on father's day. Of course, we recorded a couple of, couple of weeks before, okay. which is coming up here in a couple months. We uh, invite every guest we've had back on the year and have about, you know, 75 boxes on zoom. Um, if yeah. you are free and available, we would love to have you on for that show. Um, it's basically us uh, just sitting back and watching all these celebrities from all walks of life talk with each other and wish each other happy Father's Day and everyone out there happy Father's Day. If that's something you'd be interested in, we'd love to have you on. Well, as soon as you have it scheduled, just let me know, Tom. Absolutely, man. I'm going to plant another seed. We would love to have the full Our Last Night band on the podcast and do a full OLN podcast if you're into it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll talk to the guys. Trevor is for sure a lot busier like during the day. I do a lot of the recording, so I can just do whatever. He does a lot of the management stuff. Okay. Some side hustles. Too. I think we just come out to Tennessee, man, and and and, yeah. and fill up a whole week of stuff because we have also, so much guys, going on. If you guys are ever out here, let me know. Yeah, so, buddy. Once again, there's a ton of people out here that you guys could definitely interview. He is Matt yeah. Wentworth from the band R Last Night. Thank you so much for coming on man this show has been brought to you locally by kmvu fox 26 thank you very much to everyone listening and watching worldwide thank you for support we appreciate you please like up comment subscribe do all that good stuff and we will catch you on next week's episode have a great day see you